Hey, friends and listeners, this is Amory Zanzel, and you're listening to Coming Out and Beyond LGBTQIA Plus Stories Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm Barb Rowlandson, and Emery, we are now deep into season four of the Coming Out and Beyond podcast, and congratulations on what has turned out to be just a fantastic season so far. And no thanks to you, Barb Rowlandson, my brand new producer who is kicking ass in this podcast. <laughs> so I want to thank Barb and all of our guests and listeners who make this podcast so special. If you're new to this podcast, let me fill you in a bit on what we do here at Coming Out and Beyond. This is a podcast devoted to sharing stories of real people, primarily women, trans, and non-binary folks who have made the brave step of coming out maybe early in life or maybe later in life. And later in life, it's a subjective term. I mean, we have guests on the podcast that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. And they're from all walks of life, and they've discovered in their life's journey that they aren't quite as straight as they originally thought they were. And the lovely Anne-Marie here, our podcast founder and host, brings her signature compassion, wisdom, and insight as she interviews guests, creating a safe space for them to share their stories. And Barb, our podcast producer and occasional co-host and guest, and maybe in the future, a host, joins us regularly for the first time in season four adding fun, dimension, and a different perspective to topics surrounding the coming out later in life process. So if you're someone who is later in life and early in the coming out process, here is where you are gonna find inspiration and some great advice and a glimpse into the joy of what it means to come into your authentic sexuality. So relax, kick your shoes off, grab a cup of coffee or tea, or maybe your favorite libation, put your headphones on and join us for the next half hour or so to listen to another great true story about coming out later in life and what lies beyond. Hello, this is Amory Zanzel. Welcome to Coming Out and Beyond. I am so excited to introduce my guest today. She is our first ally we've ever had on this show. So Kwabi, yay for you. (laughs) So let me introduce Kwabi. She is a certified life coach for women from 50 to 99. I guess we have to find for somebody for people over 100, right? (laughs) She's an author, 50 questions to answer when you reach 50, a speaker, a lifelong member of Team Have Fun, Her mission is to empower a million women in their 50s to 99 to create the life of their dreams and change the world for the better. She uses private tools and empowering knowledge to help women take control of their lives in their own terms and embrace the next chapter of a fascinating and exciting journey. She's a coach like me. And in the name of your coaching program, her coaching program is Becoming Her. She has an online community and flourish and has international retreats to inspire women all over the world to inspire their lives. You can read the rest of these amazing things about Kwabi in our notes. So I am so excited to have you on my show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. I really appreciate it. 
And so one of the reasons why I invited Quave to be on this show is both of us have done a lot of stuff post 50. And I really wanted to have someone on here that's sort of an expert in this and talk about what kind of changes, what people think past 50 life should be and all those things like that. But first, Kwavi, my first question for all my clients, or excuse me, all my um, guests on this show is, tell me your story. What's your story? All right. So I was born in England and moved to Nigeria to do middle and high school. And after middle and high school, moved to to back to England to do university. So I did college there. And then after college, I graduated with a computer science degree and moved to Boston for work. Mm-hmm. While in Boston, I came to Atlanta to watch Nigeria play in the Olympics. And I was like, oh my word, there's a place like this that exists? Because I'll be honest with you, Boston was, I found Boston rather cold. And I don't yeah. mean that in just the weather. I mean that in general. It was a cold place for someone like me. Well, Boston is a very New England place. And so I'm a girl from New England, so I get it. So, but once you get past the frostiness, it can be very, very, very warm. I love that word. But it's like crusty bread, middle is soft, but the outside is hard. Yeah. And this is the thing is I I absolutely understand what you're saying. Absolutely. So I can understand going to Atlanta. You're like, what is this place? I know, like the place (laughs) like this exists. I'm like, yes. And so I went back to Boston and within a month, I relocated to Atlanta and I've been here ever since. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so you raised your children in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. I assume you got married. You have two boys. Two young boys. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. No, two young men, I should say, because they're 20 and 17. So. Yeah. So tell me about, like, I mean, tell me about your life on this path. All right. All the stuff that you have out there to help people. So I started off as a weight loss coach and I was kind of, I started that journey when I was about 20 years old. I remember sitting, I was in my, in my apartment in England, was watching a documentary. I was kind of flipping channels. And back then they only had about four channels on the TV. And um, I came across a documentary about cattle and I was like, "Hmm, interesting. So I started watching it and I was horrified at the conditions in which the cattle were being reared. I was like, oh my goodness. And right there and then I just made a decision to stop eating meat. Mm-hmm. And when I made that decision, I also decided to, it was like, I started with meat and then I, you know, started, it, it, it expanded to what I was drinking. Like I stopped drinking sodas and fizzy drinks or any drink that had any added sugar. And then it just kind of, I just started investigating everything I was eating. And so I changed my whole lifestyle around that. And then people started to notice and it would ask me questions. And I remember back then in, in uni, I would make little meal plans for people because they started seeing the differences. They're like, oh, what are you doing? I want to know. So I did that. However, I was on the path to, I was going to be a consultant because I was in computer science. I, I had a path. And at that time, I, I mean, it was, this was way back in the goodness. 80s. No one was doing any of that. So I was like, okay, I, I don't think I can make a career out of this. I could just help people on the side and just focus on my career. So I did that. And then in my late 30s, I decided, you know, maybe mid 30s, actually, I said, I really want to give this weight loss coaching whole, you know, healthy lifestyle a go. So I started doing that, went back and be, you know, 
took some courses, became certified. I became a certified life coach, but I wanted to focus on weight loss. So I started doing that. And then when I was about 47, I was kind of looking forward to my milestone birthday. I'm like, okay, 50s around the corner. I was really excited. And I decided to send out a survey to women who are already in their 50s and over just to get their advice. And so I was really excited about this whole project. I'm going to send out the surveys. I'm going to get some advice. And when I started getting the responses back, I was like really excited to see them coming back. And then when I started to read them, that quickly faded into disappointment because I would say about 80% of the women describe themselves as invisible. And I was like, what, what is this about? And so I decided to consult my trusted friend, Google, and I typed in the words, <laughs> I typed in the words, invisible woman and the words, invisible woman syndrome popped up. I was like, whoa, 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 this is a thing. And it's as soon as I started reading those words, I wasn't even angry. It was interesting. I didn't feel anger. I just felt this sense of almost exhilaration saying, and, and I could hear the words in my head saying, you can be the difference. You can be the change. I just felt this jolt of energy. And I said, you know what? I can be the change. And it was right there. And then I kind of switched my, my, my niche from weight loss coaching to really helping women in their fifties through 99 to rediscover their purpose and st just start to live life on their own terms, whatever that is. And, and that's kind of how I started this whole process of helping women in there, because I really believe that women in the 50s and beyond can change the world. I honestly oh, believe I do that. believe that too. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. It is, it is an opportunity. I mean, because I think in your 50s, you become, I'm going to swear now. That's fine. Go ahead. Not, you start to not to give any fucks. Yes. None, <laughs> none whatsoever. You don't care. You just don't care. Don't and, care. and I think I, I've explored this, this, um, mm -hmm. uh, this, what you mentioned about invisibility. Mm hmm and so I think what you're, what you found the invisible woman thing is that I think for women pre-50 and some women always, that their life is often, their life is often framed around the male gaze because we've been acculturated to look a certain way, behave a certain way and to attract the male gaze. So in our society, when we start to age and, every, you know, it's all about youth in our society. Oh, yeah, it is really ridiculous. It is, though. It really is. Yeah. That when we begin to age, we all of a sudden don't have the male gaze anymore. Hence, we become invisible to the male gaze. But oftentimes, which is really the secret sauce, is we start for those who choose to engage it, we become visible to ourselves. That's it. And you know, I love that because I've noticed throughout my research that women fall into two buckets. You have the ones that are like, yes, this is an amazing time, but you also have the other side. It's like, it's almost like there's no in-between. You have the ones that are like, yes, this is it. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll. And then you have these other ones that are like, I don't know about this. I don't, I don't think there's anything out here for me. I'm like, no. So it's interesting, you know, because well, when you see the ones that are ready, like they are ready, you know? <laughs> and, and I am sure given your energy, you probably love the women that are ready. <laughs> yeah. But I want to help the ones that are not because the ones that are not are the ones that we need to really help because they truly believe that 
their life no longer matters. They really believe that. Well, which is amazing because first of all, being in your 50s or 60s or 70s doesn't, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter after 50, to be honest. <laughs> Your life really actually is like, this is the time, honestly. And especially when you get even towards, there's actually like research done. You know, we never, like this funny thing is, is we talk about developmental stages as mm-hmm. this time, like that, it, and it's all over by the time you hit 25. And that's really not true. Mm-hmm. Like we have developmental stages our entire life. And when yes. you hit late fifties, that's actually the, do you know, people earn their most money in their sixties and stuff like that, because we are at this point in our life where we know who we are, we know what we offer, and we know that what we offer is valuable. Yes. And, and so that like when people hit their late fifties and sixties, it's like, okay, I'm, I, I know what I have. This is yeah. what I have. You can, you can buy into it or you don't have to. And that's the, it. And the funny thing is, is we're okay. If we love when either people, way, either way, if you don't want to buy into it, it's your yes. life. It's your yes. journey. And we that's honor it. that. Yes. Right? So what do you do to help I believe me because you and I do the same thing because I try to help women get out of their comfort zones. Yeah. And so how do you work with someone who comes to you? You know, I'm, I'm over It's over. You know, I've been married to my husband for, you know, 25 years. I really don't like him very much, but I'm just going to stay in this marriage because, you know, I got to do this and, you know, all those things like, yeah. How do you work with women who the women that aren't, we're not talking about the women or that, that are like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Today, yeah, because they don't they don't need the, me really because they're yeah. good. <laughs> you want to talk to the women that are like, I don't know about this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing I always tell them. It's not about the other person. Because sometimes they think if whether it's the spouse changes, their lives will be better, or if their kids change, their lives will be better. I always let them know, let's establish something right now. It's all about you. They don't have to change for you to be excited about your life. And so we're going to focus on you. And that's sometimes hard for them to comprehend because they believe that if their spouse does this, this, and this, that they'll be happy. Or the kids do this, this, and this, they'll be happy. I'm like, no, it's not about that. It's about you. Mm -hmm. Like you get to, your thoughts are going to determine how you feel and how you feel are going to make you either do certain things or not do certain things. And based on those two things, you're going to see the results in your life. And so I always come from that premise. And some of the questions I like to ask my clients is if you went to the doctor today and they told you, you had only 12 months to live, what are some of the actions you're going to take? Like right now, what are some of the things that you will just say, I ain't doing any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. What, what are some of the relationships you will value? Mm-hmm. What are some of the relationships you won't value? And typically with those four questions, it opens them up to start to imagine exactly how they'd like their life to be. Anne-Marie, I hear you have a new project in the works. Yes, ma'am, I sure do. And I am so beyond excited to talk about it. It is time for me to spill the beans. Okay, okay, girl, spill the tea. What are you up to? Okay, so I am starting a brand new podcast called Queer Business Success. 
This is a show devoted to queer coaches, therapists, and entrepreneurs showcasing to the world unique businesses led by people within our LGBTQ plus community. In doing this podcast, I want to uplift those amazing queer entrepreneurs, highlighting the important work they do and demonstrating how queer business owners add tangible value to our communities. I want this podcast to be an inspiration to any person in the LGBTQIA plus community and show you that if the queer business owners on the podcast can be a success, so can you. Oh gosh. Okay. I love this. I love this. And we both know how important representation is for our community. It is so important for visibility and for acceptance, for tolerance, and really for the good of everyone to see examples of queer people lead and succeed in business. And in today's social and political climate, this is more important than ever. Visibility matters, right? That's a key motivator for me in starting the Queer Business Success Podcast because I want you, the queer listener, to hear examples of success stories from other queer entrepreneurs and for those stories to give you inspiration and confidence to step up, step out, and build your own queer business success story. Learning from the successes and the lessons of others who have come before you I love this. Me too. And we'll be talking about all kinds of things related to business success, but we also want to hear about challenges too. We are promoting you, your product, and your service for visibility to our LGBTQIA community, but also to the whole world as well. All right. Well, I'm here for it. Where and when can I tune in? The Queer Business Success Podcast drops soon on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you normally tune in. Just search for it on your favorite platform. That's Queer Business Success with me, your host, Amory Zanzel. And fill out the form in the show notes to be alerted when the first show drops. And if you have a business that you would like us to highlight, shoot us a quick email at support at amoryzanzel.com. That will be in the show notes as well. Because when there isn't a sense of urgency, we tend to think, oh, it's going to be, you know, we're going, it's, you know, we still have time. But the truth is, we really don't. I mean, we don't even know if we're going to be here tomorrow. There's right. none of that. We don't. And for me, questions help us grow. Mm-hmm. I like to ask, and I always tell them, these questions are for you. And I tell them, you cannot give, and I don't know, answer. And I tell them, if you're tempted to say, I don't know. I want you to ask yourself the question, if I did know, what would my response be? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it's really about asking them questions. And it's interesting in the beginning, they're kind of like, ah, you know, they'll come up with the, I don't know, I don't know. And then eventually by asking them more questions, we're able to really uncover for them what it is that they want. And sometimes it's something they really want, but maybe in the past have said it, and someone has probably shut them down and that's all they see. Or it might be something that they're worried about what other people will think if they say that, like, why would you want to do that at that age? Yeah. And all kinds of, and the beautiful thing is once they step into like, okay, they get the courage because that's what it is. It's just trying to build that courage level because courage helps us do all these amazing things, but you have to build into it. Like if you haven't done these things that I would say your brain is never going to sabotage you if you're going to brush your teeth. 
because your brain is used to you doing that activity. And so if you're going to do something new, Mm -hmm. your brain is going to be like, um, okay, are you sure you want to do that? Why can't we just do what we've been doing? And before you know it, if you're not intentional enough, you're going to slip back into, you know, and so that's where I kind of help. What you're talking about is cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. You know, so your cognitive, okay, well, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. So the women that I work coming out later in life, they have been acculturated. They've been trained. Yes. Supposed to be straight. Even though a lot of the women I work with have signs all along the way. They ignore it. They suppress it. Mm. They suppress it and they ignore it and they say, oh, it doesn't exist. Or they, and the thing is, is that you have to really like literally when you're coming out or when you are coming out of your forties and you want to embrace your fifties and your sixties and beyond, sometimes you have to change mindset. Oh, I, I think most times you do All because the time. have to change. Yeah, mind. because right. you're becoming, and that's why I love my program, Becoming Her, because you're becoming a different individual. You're changing. It's almost like you're shedding layers. And so you're essentially becoming who you are truly meant to be at the core. It's right. just that for a lot of us, we have morphed ourselves into whatever society has wanted us, or maybe a spouse or kids or career. And so we end up looking at us, like a lot of my clients, they'll look at themselves and say, you know, I really don't recognize who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, before it's, or after? No, before. Okay. Before, because they there's a part of them that knows that this is not really me because they have this almost restlessness within inside of them mm-hmm. and they're not quite sure what it is but that's just because they at this point it's like they're really not being true to themselves and they're not sure how to reconcile that because they've been this other person for so long and the real it's almost like can the real person come out that's what you're struggling with and you're like no no you need to stay inside you know right right and so you know I've always I've always um said this about what I do and we actually do the same thing yeah isn't it interesting <laughs> just, just for different populations yeah. yeah um but the thing is is that um a lot of times we are suppressing things and we are saying that they don't exist and and then having that courage to you know, this is the thing is we live our life within comfort zones, right? Yeah. We have a comfort zone. We stay in the comfort zone. And then what, what stops us is fear. And what I say, what I hear Kwame doing and what I hear, you know, myself doing is that a lot of times we are combating fear, but the women that we work with have this restlessness. And I said this, my restlessness had to do with my sexual orientation. Yes. Other people's restlessness have to do with something else. Yes. We exactly. all have that restlessness. Yes. Yes. We, and so if you are living a life where there is a piece missing or that you have this restlessness, like something's wrong, like you feel like you're living another person's life. Or you feel like that, you know, the life you've created yourself for yourself may have some pieces that fit but may have other pieces that don't fit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then it is, you need to listen to that inner voice. Yes. And also too, sometimes, you know, it's okay. Like there's fluidity in life all the time. Yes. So, you know, Kwavi started out as a computer geek. Yeah, that's it. No, you're not a computer geek. <laughs> that's, you don't do any of those things. 
anymore. I mean, no. I'm sure you're like a real expert in like all this computer stuff. With I love the computers, but that's not who I am anymore. You're no, right. No, you use like over your life said, okay, this isn't where I fit. And a lot of times we choose jobs when we're young and college degrees to make mom and dad happy. Yes. And I mean, coming from a Nigerian family, I am sure yes. there's a lot of requ- like a lot of emphasis on education. Yeah. I- I've worked with a lot of nurses from Nigeria, so yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. However, I have to say, I uh, I was so blessed to have a dad that said, you know what, whatever you decide to do in college is fine by me, which I know wow. is not the norm, but he's that like, just not. get an education, whatever you decide to do is fine by me. And that helped me a lot because, yeah. you know, it gave me my sense of self and very, it made me very confident about who I was and the skills I bring to the table. So yeah. Just want to add that. And you know, I just want to say you're really lucky because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, a, I know that. A lot of people don't get that. Oh, no. I know. I have friends. I know that wasn't the case. They were like, this is the course you're studying. This is what you're going to do. These are the courses available to you. And that was it. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm my fourth child is now in college. Um, mm-hmm. He's my youngest. He's a junior. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. no, sophomore. And mm-hmm. um, I've always been that with all four of my kids. Like, just, mm-hmm. just find something that makes you happy. Yes. And I think it's because I, you know, and it's because of my own experience, I struggled with unhappiness. And so what I only ever wanted for my children was for them to be happy. And so, and so like, I've always a big advocate for my kids, just do what you want, you know, do what you want, find, get an education, do what you want. Because I have done so many different things in my life. You know, I had a history degree. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've done so many different things that like, I know that with wisdom, I know that most likely whatever they study in college is not what they're going to be doing mm-hmm. in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. most people, a lot of people yeah. do follow the same path, but a lot of people, yes. not everyone. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what would you recommend for a woman who is feeling restless and, and feeling like that some pieces, either her life doesn't fit or some pieces in her life don't fit. Yeah. What would you recommend? I see you do a lot of self-care stuff, like in mm-hmm. private TV and everything like that. Like, yeah. so tell me, like, what do you recommend for a woman that is like hitting 50 or maybe post 50 and is like, mm-hmm. my life is over. I, I mm-hmm. have nothing left to live for. I'm just going to write it out till I die. What yeah. would you tell them? So one of the first things I will say is I, I like, I like to ask them this question. Do you really believe that? Do you think that's really true? Mm-hmm. And one of the, and when I, when they answer that for themselves, whether it's a yes or no, I really want them to see if they can see examples. And one of the reasons why I created my YouTube channel was for that reason alone, because mm-hmm. I want more women, seeing women in their fifties and over doing amazing things that you can't even think about. Like the lady I interviewed a few days ago, a few weeks ago, she's 51 years old and went back to medical school. Wow. Yeah. So she started at medical school. I shouldn't say went back, is in medical school. She went, started at at 50. Good for her. Yeah. And so I want, I want, I want women to be very truthful with themselves and ask themselves those questions that do you really believe that your life is over Mm -hmm. or you're just seeking something else for your life? Because I'll be honest with you, there are some women who are in that and do not want to change. And that's okay because mm-hmm. we all have choices. But if you feel that restlessness and you know there's, there's something out there for you, seek, seek coaching. I, I really right. believe coaching Absolutely. really, truly, because it allows you to see yourself in a way that you can't see for yourself. 
And, and you need that, you need that help or find a community where there are other like-minded women doing something different, because that's what you, you really need to see for yourself that it's available to you. You can't see it because you don't know, but allowing yourself to go there, but you have to, the first step is really being honest with yourself. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to know the truth, you know, because once we know the truth, it's almost like, okay, now I have to make a decision, you know? Correct. Right. <laughs> and, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so being honest with yourself, I think is so key. Like having that truthful conversation, like at the end of the day, are you really, are you happy with the way things are going? Or you want to, you want to keep doing, you know, this restless journey of yours. You want to keep doing that. And when you answer that question, that opens you up to finding help. But until you answer that question for yourself, you're going to be, it's like, it's almost like in a roller coaster ride and you can't get off. Okay. This thing isn't working. I don't know what's wrong with my life. And then you find yourself 10 years. And see, one of my goals is I want less women to get to the end of their life and say, oh my goodness, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. I want more women to say, you know what? I was all in on my life. I, everything didn't work out, but you know what? I did all the things I wanted to do, at least most of them. And they didn't all work out, but you know what? I did that. You know, and I'm, as somebody who was a hospice chaplain for seven years, mm-hmm. um, what I have, what I've learned, and I really do think being a hospice chaplain really helped with mm-hmm. my own life journey. And, and one of the things I knew with working with so many people that are, were dying yeah. is not to have any regrets. Yes. And the thing is, is people don't have regrets for things they did. They have regrets for things they didn't do. Yes. So if they did something, so like a regret, like, so like if they did something that didn't work out too well or wasn't, you know, or something like that, is that what ended up happening is they ended up learning and making meaning. Always. It's always a win. It's always a win. It's always a win. So I think a good question that both Kwavi and I would have for the women listening today that are 40 plus, it doesn't really, the age really doesn't matter or 30 plus. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. If you are going to, when you are on your deathbed, is there anything you're going to have in your life that you have regretted not doing? Hey, Emory, you have been working with the Later in Life community for about five years now. Is that right? Yeah, Barb, that's right. You know, it has been such an amazing five years of helping women, trans and non-binary people through their process of coming out, going from the, their straight lives to the LGBTQIA plus community. Anytime I read through your testimonials page, I get a little choked up. I'm going to be honest because I see what the Lotus Group coaching program has done for people and how it has literally changed lives for the better. And this year, the coaching program has undergone some changes to make it even better. Yes, Barb. And thank you so much. We've worked really hard on this Lotus Group coaching program, haven't we? Yeah, we sure have. So we're trying to make it even more accessible to more people because as you know, there are thousands of us out there who are just starting on their coming out journey. Okay, let's explain to the people, what does new and improved Lotus Group coaching program look like? 
So I'm excited to tell you, Lotus Group Coaching is a four-month holistic program that includes a mixture of individual and group coaching and online learning platform with tons of resources, worksheets, articles, and videos, and new coaches, including you, my friend. Yay! <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm so excited. And, you know, I'm new to the coaching team and working with later in lifers who have had a catalyst experience. And I'm your coach if you're stepping out into the world of dating in the queer community. We've got another amazing team member too. Yeah, actually we do. And her name is Linda Moore, our resident Reiki master and energy healer. And she works with our coaching clients remotely to help group members feel more aligned and grounded. And at the heart of this program, the thing that provides what I think is the most value is the group coaching sessions. You know, I don't think people understand how group coaching is really transformative. Our group members will tell you this part of the program has such a huge impact. It's where you can be in a community of people who are on this journey that you are. You see yourself reflected in the stories of others, gain clarity and so much wisdom from other people who are on this coming out journey with you. Okay, so in addition to having access to three great individual coaches, group coaching, an online learning platform, there's also a secret Facebook group that's just for group members only. Yes, and really as a member, you have an access to the secret Facebook group forever, but also to the online course forever as well. And you'll also be first in line for any special promotions or events or workshops, which you'll learn about through the Lotus Group Coaching Newsletter. And there's an enormous value to this program. So if you're feeling ready to tackle the big life transition of coming out, join us. We're a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yes, please don't go through this very challenging process alone. Learn and be supported by others who have come before you. You know, Emery and Linda and I, we're all later in life first too. Yeah, and you know what else I want to say is that sometimes when we are overwhelmed with all the feelings of coming out, we also tend to isolate ourselves. We begin to withdraw from our communities and the people that love us because they don't understand this process. And so you don't have to do this alone. Let us stand with you. We will walk beside you shoulder to shoulder as we guide you towards a life where you can be open, out, secure, and proud in your queer identity. Just look in the show notes below and you'll find links to book discovery calls with Anne-Marie and Linda and I and call us. Tell us your story. Let us show you how to come out later in life successfully. We really look forward to hearing from you. And if you can answer that about anything, yeah, then that means you need to do that. Yes. Because the world needs more authentic people. The world oh needs word. people living yes. their life in their authentic truth, how yes. they're created to be, and 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 not living in fear. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. It changes the vibration of the world when more people Absolutely. are living authentic. It really does. When mm-hmm. people are living like according to their purpose and true self, it changes everything. It really does. Right. And what I have observed is that you start at one point, like I'm sure you've had your clients that you've worked with have started at point A and now they're at point Q. I know. Yes. We've gone like, so what I have found is with my women working who are coming out later in life is that 
you know, they're, they come out, right? Yes. It's a spiritual awakening for them. It's an emotional awakening. Yes. Intellectual awakening and a physical awakening. Physical. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's so funny because people that are, think they're being supportive, think it's just about like when you come out later in life, it's about who you sleep with. And it's so much more. I'm sure it is. Yeah. It's absolutely positively more in that more than that. Um, and, and the thing is, is what ends up happening is, you know, when you open your doors to transformation, then a lot of other stuff happens. That oh you, yeah. Like, cause everything's coming through that door. You know, you can't yeah. say, okay, only that it's like so many things are coming through yeah. once you open. Yes. And when I was like 52 in the process of coming out later in life and as a minister and all those things like that, what I, you know, I would have never dreamed six years later, I would be, have my own company. I would have like, like n- none of that was on my I radar. Believe, I, I honestly yeah, believe none. that. Yeah. No, no, it was, it was just like, I saw a need, like you saw a need you like, you know, you saw a need within your community with other women, um, you know, about around nutrition and then it's morphed into other things. And now you have a TV show. Now you have all these things that you're doing to help others become their most authentic nature. Yes, exactly. And I think the beautiful thing I also see about this, and this is applies to both of the work that we're doing is the younger generation can see examples. Yes. I think that's so important because we live in a very youth obsessed culture. And so when they see older women doing all these different amazing things, they're like, wow, she's in her seventies and she's doing that. She's in her eighties and doing that. That changes their whole perspective, perspective of aging. And I think that's so needed right now. Yeah. I really agree with you about therapy, about the, the, the thing about aging. And, you know, and it's so funny because, you know, I look back at my younger self and like, I remember where I met when I married my ex-husband my parents were older, so they were always older, but his parents were young and they were like in their late forties. And I thought they were so old at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, They're so not since yeah, 40, I know, right. Forties are in my rear view mirror. They were so not, you know, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of, and, and yes, other things happened and stuff like that. But like, I think about like how I know how people that are in their twenties look at me now thinking I'm so like old and <laughs> oh honey. Yeah. You have no idea. Like no. this has been the most fruitful, unbelievable time of my life because I listened to my inner voice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely yeah. agree because we, I always say that when you pass the age of 50, you gain superpowers and those superpowers are wisdom and experience for sure, without a doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're gonna have in our notes everywhere how you can find Bobby. And um, if you want somebody who, if you, you know, I work with people coming out later in life, um, but if you are somebody who is like saying, wait a minute, what Amory's saying? I'm not gay, I know that. I'm not queer, I know that. But I do have a missing piece. Mm -hmm. I do... Um, I do feel this restlessness and Quavi sounds really great to work with. <laughs> Very enthusiastic. How do they, I mean, you know, let's verbally say it right now. What's yes. the easiest way for people to reach you? The easiest way for them to reach me is on my website, which is okay. www.quavi, K-W-A, vizinvicta-i.com. That has everything. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can find everything they absolutely need to know need from my website. Yes. Yeah. And if it's not so, there, they can send me an email because there's a way to contact me too. So, okay, yeah. cool. So I can ask you three questions. Yes. And so what I usually answer, answer like, um, I ask people is, you know, what's your coming out song? We don't need mm-hmm. to do that with you, but music is very important. Oh, do I love music. Song, yeah. Do you have a song that really inspires you? Oh. Like you're having a bad day, you just put it on. Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. Love oh, that tune. Oh my I goodness. Love that song. I can't I can't help but dance when I hear it. Yes. But I have to say though, listen, Flowers by Miley Cyrus. I am loving that song right now. Like I know. it's a replay. Loving that I know. song. A right lot now. of people are <laughs> loving that song right now. And it's got a really good message. Yeah. I really love it. Good. Yes. I mean, my wife is obsessed with this song. I'm like, okay, I'm I don't playing it over and over again. Over. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so I, I hear you. So I read that you're the most, your is the four agreements. Um, yes. Yes. So love tell people a little bit about that book if they haven't read it. See, um, so I love that book because it allows you to see life just to be able to take accountability for yourself. Because I think sometimes we go through life thinking, no, it's because of this person, because of that person. And but it allows you to look inward. And I've always said this, when you want to try and enhance your life and grow, it always begins inside. Sometimes we seek things externally. It's never external. You can Mm -hmm. try all these different things externally to to try and fix your life or however you want to put it, but it's always work from within. And Mm -hmm. the four agreements allows you to do that, which I think is amazing. Because I think as humans, that's how we evolve, you Mm -hmm. know, from within. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Bobby, I got a question for you. I don't know if this yes. happened to you, but yes. when I, like when I spent my entire life, well, no, I mean, I did other things, but mm-hmm. until I was like 40, it was acquiring, 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 acquiring. And then somewhere in my forties, it began giving away, giving away, giving away, because like, I realized all the material stuff that I had acquired over the years really didn't matter to me anymore. Oh yeah. And it was more about other not acquiring other things that uh, were of value like wisdom education things like that but like physical things like I keep like I don't like you know I don't know if you've ever like cleaned out an elderly person's house but I've done it numerous times where you're just like there's so much stuff and of a lifetime. And a lot of times you, you rent a dumpster because they're like, what, what are you going to do? And all, Have, did you find that when you hit? Yes. Your Listen now. Sudden, yeah. Like now I really could care less. The only, I mean, I love clothes, but right but now I don't want dressed. Yeah. But you, guess what I do now? I use a service called rent the runway where mm-hmm. I take stuff and I send it back. So I don't have to buy new clothing. The other thing I spend my money on now our experiences. I really could care less about shoes and back. I don't, that doesn't bother me. I want experience. I want to experience life. That is mm-hmm. where my, that's where I am now. Like I really care about the material things. And even where mm-hmm. I, the way I decorate my house is very um, minimalist style. I'm not mm-hmm. into so much. I don't want so much stuff. So, oh yeah, I'm definitely on that, that path. And we need to get you a paid partnership with Rent the Runway. <laughs> I actually, I do have one with them. Actually. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, good yeah, yeah, for yeah. you. Yes. You yes. should be proud of yourself. Yeah. I would. No, I think I might. I've. I've. That sounds like a really good idea because I do like yeah. clothes too. I'm a yeah. more casual dresser than you are. Yeah. But I love clothes, and I'm like, maybe I should yeah. do that. And <laughs> then my kids have kind of introduced me to thrifting, so that's another Ooh. whole experience which I'm enjoying. Like, okay, yeah. let's go. So I'm enjoying that. 
So how would you describe your life right now? I think I am in my, I'm in the, this becoming phase where I'm learning and open to new things. Like mm-hmm. I see myself growing. I spend a lot of time evaluating who I am. And I'm at, I'm at this phase where I love my own time. So I dedicate time just for me. Like the other day I was, I went for a walk uh, on the trail. And after that, I went to watch a movie by myself. I mean, I prioritize my own time. Like I have kids, I have a husband, but I prioritize my own time. And I love that I do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for um, being my first straight person on the show. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much because I think what your message and I think what we're both trying to say is, you know, life begins... It's cliche, but life can begin anytime when you open yourself up to new experiences and the possibility of answering the question of, who am I? Who am I? So thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. having you. You've been listening to Coming Out and Beyond, LGBTQIA plus stories with Anne-Marie Zanzel. New episodes of the Coming Out and Beyond podcast drop every other Friday. You can tune in at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and at annemariezanzel.com. Be sure to hit subscribe when tuning in so you never miss an episode. And for more resources, articles, videos, and a free downloadable guide for coming out later in life, visit annemariezanzel.com.